0: 12 of the Pop Anime Comics Lounge. My guest today is Adam Tilford, who owns Azure Pro and is the creator of Shattered Heaven. But before we get into that interview, please check out popanimecomics.com for anime comics and pop culture articles. And if you click on the affiliate links and purchase something from amazon.com, I get a small commission which helps to keep this podcast up and running. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Adam. So when were you first introduced? to anime slash animation um <laughs> wow when i
1: was a kid like a lot of people uh like sailor moon and like dragon ball z was on originally and like uh <laughs> i think it was like wb at the time at like six in the morning like before like school so like wake up really early and you're seeing this weird animation stuff that doesn't look like Anything from like Nickelodeon or anything like that. So that was when I was first introduced to it. I didn't really follow it that much until probably high school. And then Toonami and all that stuff. And when Toonami was on five days a week. Yeah, so DBZ was definitely that. And Pokemon a little bit. But Dragon Ball Z and then Digimon was probably my first introduction to anime back in the day.
0: So Uh, did you have any particular style that you just fell in love with when you were watching anime? (sighs)
1: Oh man. Um <laughs> I I tried to emulate Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball art a lot when I was first introduced to it. Um like that was the st- it's like I I did comics and whatnot back in like high school and, whatnot. and it's like my it started going to that. So I I have a lot of old comics sitting in a basement or attic somewhere that's a crap load of Akira Toriyama styled art. <laughs> was really bad, <laughs> but I did a lot of DBZ art and fan art uh when I started getting into it um eventually I'm trying to think what like hit me about it it's like what I loved about the anime at the time was it was just like a lot of the more of the serious anime Armageddon three was the thing I saw I think it was like the first serious anime movie I ever saw. It was like on sci-fi I was like, oh, this animation's really like detailed and really colorful and it's amazing so it was like that caught my attention so I think eventually it, it went more towards any of the more serious looking animation stuff that had a lot of uh, frames. Dragon Ball Z when it was good animation it was great but then you know, as most people know there was like multiple animation directors so you it was a crapshoot it's like one time you might have a good episode and then another episode would be really bad animation or artwork Gundam eventually clearly is what style-wise caught me, but that didn't happen until much, much later in life.
0: So growing up in high school and in college, what did you primarily study?
1: Um, I was an English major, so it was a lot of writing. And um, like the original idea was to go be an English teacher. That fell through because it was just like a whole debacle with counselors and not telling me everything. So I just got my degree in English literature, um, but it was a lot of writing. It was kind of what my emphasis was.
0: So you became an animator, but before you went into that, what did you do with your English degree? Well, I was a, like I said, I
1: was a writer, and I was writing books. And Shattered Heaven was a book, still is a book series. Um, so it was a lot of that, and just trying to find jobs that I could make money off of and uh, live. But it was a lot of writing um, before I even started trying to animate. It was just a lot of focusing on the writing and finishing the books and you know finishing the story all overall animation wasn't even a thought like while I was writing it just wasn't there it that just kind of happened out of the blue one time I watched Gundam I was like that looks awesome I would love to see what I'm writing animated let's figure out how that works uh, it was totally random how that happened but yeah before before I dive right into it it was a lot of writing and that was my main thing for a while.
0: So with animation, how did you go about saying, hey, I want to do this? how did you discover it?
1: Uh Newgrounds is where I first started, and like I had watched Gundam, I had watched Wing was the first Gundam I ever saw. I, I really loved the fight scenes and how how the mecha looked, you know, visually animated and whatnot. And it's like it was a Chatter was a mecha book. You know, you know, the idea originally came from the game Armored Core. It's kind of how it started out. And I remember being on Newgrounds and seeing a lot of people doing original animations on Newgrounds. It was like, wow, that's really cool. People are animating stuff on their own. Like, um, I don't know if you ever frequented Newgrounds, but Newgrounds had, used to have a lot of original animated series. Like they had uh there was the one group Life Point One back way, way back. It's probably like oh seven, and they had their uh flash animation uh series, Shin was probably the most inspiring thing I've ever seen in my life at the time. Uh, the animation was rough and it wasn't like super clean or, or great or whatnot, but it was just the fact that they were telling a story and they finished it and it was just amazing to me. And so from there I was like, you know what, I should try and figure out how to do that. And I got Flash and just jumped right into it, not having a clue where to start. And I was just like, you know what, I get the concept. It's multiple drawings thrown together, so let's play around with that and you know, it started with that very, very bad stuff. A lot of tweening and like still images like it's moving. It counts. It's animation. But yeah, so then that diving right into it it was a lot of trial and error watching animation and seeing how they did things and like using that as a reference and just copying what I saw and going, that's cool. Okay, now I get it. And like it's um, it's it's a deconstruction technique in a sense. I also do web design and whatnot, and a lot of designers do that sort of thing, where you see something you admire and you just deconstruct it for yourself to see how it was put together. And then by doing that, you end up learning and eventually getting to the point where you could do it without a reference or getting to the point where you could do it on your own, Um, especially if you don't go to school, which I highly recommend. If you want to animate, just go to school for it if you have the time. If if you're not in college yet, go to school for animation if you're passionate about it. I kind of wish I did, but didn't know this was going to be a thing
0: so when did you with your animation self-learned animation background when did you open up your studio azure pro uh well it was like it's a studio but it's not
1: really a studio it was kind of it was an idea like i just needed a name for what i was doing and like the concept like what was it, like, probably two thousand ten it's like I found other animators online that were trying to do their own original series. I was like, hey, why don't we just all you know work together and produce original content um, And a lot of them loved the idea, so we kind of got together and it never it never took off The problem with animation is not a lot of people can follow through on it, and so a lot of the people that I found that were peers that were excited about doing it kind of just stopped doing it like they just like one at a time they were just they just weren't Finishing content, or they just were getting distracted by other things. So it was just like, okay, well, I'm the only one really producing something at this point. So it kind of shifted from that to me just being an individual doing it. But under my, you know, Azure Pro like press is what I use for publishing books as the indie as the indie indie publishing self publishing thing. Um, so right now it's it's become just a self sustaining just a me as an individual doing it. Um, I would love to you know, get up together with other artists and other animator friends or other content creators and just, like, be it would be fantastic to put together, like, an indie animation studio. It's just making indie, you know, animations and, and whatnot and making money off content creation. Um, it's something I would love to do at some point. It's just a matter of finding other people that are able to do it and work together uh, sort of thing. It's hard.
0: <laughs> so one of your major works that came out of your studio is shattered heaven. Can mm-hmm. you describe how you came up with the concept for the novel?
1: Um Armored Core. Uh Armored Core is a is a mecha customizable mecha game that came out on the PS1 first. I grabbed it on the PS2 cuz it looked cool and I liked the idea of mecha. I was like that's awesome. You can customize your own robot. Let's do that. And the problem with Armored Core was it never had like a story. It kind of had like vague story stuff and I loved the idea of customizing Mecca. So it started off as a really bad fan fiction where it was like, okay, I'm making a story to this game that I like, and eventually, as I kept writing and writing it, it just developed into its own thing. So I just went back and I got rid of all the armored core references and just made it completely original. Like a lot of the characters are based on friends that I knew. It just because when I was doing it, it was like, oh, these are my buddies. Let's let's make Mecha for them and whatnot. And so I I had oh my god, I had like extra memory cards, because back then you needed memory cards for your like video game system to hold all your save files. I had at least four memory cards just for Armored Core alone to cover all the different designs that I made for like all the friends that I do. And that's how like I made the characters, and I made little origins for each of them, and then it all eventually came together to make Shattered Heaven. And I spent so many years rewriting it, fixing it up, editing it, and just to get to a point where I was like, "All right, this is this is good. This is this works." And even now, I'm like re-editing it. And you know, when I made the animated series, I started. Uh, it's my rebuild of Evangelion. My friend told me because I'm retelling it, and as I'm retelling it, it's become a much more fluid story. Uh, so yeah, it, it came from Armored Core. A lot of people think that it came from Gundam. It did not come from Gundam. Uh, animation, yes. Animation certainly came from Gundam. That's how I learned. But the story itself was written way before I was introduced to Gundam.
0: So when did you know that you were going to be adapting your novel into an animation slash web series?
1: 2011, I think. Like, I started in 07, I came up with the idea of like, let's make a, like, a sequel movie to the third book. And let's make that animated. That'll be fun. Like I started, it was very rough. The animation was really bad, <laughs> so bad. But it was a really, really good learning experience. But the thing that I realized, because I used to be um, very active on a forum called Armored Core Online, um, I ended up being an admin there for the longest time. And it's like that audience followed Chatterheaven having the written form, and like I had gained a good amount of people that loved that enjoyed the series and they you know they kept up with it and they wanted more so i was like all right well as a treat to them let's do an animation and then the forum died so then when the forum died i was left with a sequel animation on youtube and other sites to something that no one else knew about so it was it was done completely wrong because you know new people coming into seeing this animation animated version had no idea what was going on they didn't know what the characters were and it was just it was a learning experience and Around 2011, I stopped production on the fifth episode of the original series just to try and figure out what I wanted to do again. Then I thought about doing a, a sequel movie to the, the first book since the first book was published on uh, Amazon, like Kindle. And I had the script written for that, but then I realized I wasn't good enough as an animator to do that and it was just too soon. And it was like, all right. So then in 2013, I actually met up with Kerbifer, Chris Neosi, for the first time and who has his own, you know, series called Tome, which just finished actually. And we discussed the movie concept and he was like, no, dude, it's like that won't work because people, (laughs) they're not going to, for like an indie animation, they're not going to want to stick around for like an hour and a half or something like that for something that's not super studio polished animation. So I was like, all right, that makes sense. Let's reboot the entire thing. And like, I remember I was talking with him, I came up with the idea, I was like, you know, let's take the first book and... Re- redo it as an animated web series. So in January 2013, I started working on that and I scripted out, I scripted out, I think at that point, 13 episodes converted from the book. Like in the beginning, and like before I even started the animation, I just converted 13 episodes. Like, all right, there's plenty for me to work with. The original series, 07, 2011, I thought about doing a movie. And then 2013 just came to the point where it's like, just redo it as a web series and just be done with it.
0: So when. You are creating the new reboot. How much of the show are you responsible for? In all of the it. animation <laughs> and the sound <laughs> and the voice acting? Uh,
1: when I started all of it, um, I did all the animation. I did the lack of direction in the beginning for voiceover. I just didn't have the time and I did all the sound design, which is why the first few episodes used completely ripped Gundam sound effects. Um, episode four and on do not. Around episode four, my friend Brittany Lauda. Was starting to do voice directing. You know, she was directing a game called Y2K, which is coming out. I think at the end of the year, it looks really good. For it'll be on Vita and a bunch of other systems. I know it's getting a really good reception. So I asked her if she wanted to help me. You know, do the voice direction, and she was on board for it. And we did a studio session in New York, and so that was fun. Um, and then my friend Natalie Sistine offered to help with the sound design. And she has her own audio web series uh, called The Elysium Project. Really fantastic. Audio dramas Audio dramas are coming back. Really good to listen to. So she jumped on and she handled all the audio balancing for the voiceover and the sound design and the music and all that. And it was just such a difference from when I was doing everything on my own to that. Um, I used to do all the animation, mainly because I wouldn't feel right, you know, not being able to pay animators, you know, to jump on. Like, if people had time then that's one thing and if they offer it on their own that and they could keep up at least mimic with the same style that i'm using for this then yeah but right now i'm doing all of it on my own it's all the animations on my own uh, but it's nice to have someone doing the voice direction for me and the sound design such a relief <laughs> and oh and i have a composer uh jonathan johnson he does he's done all my music since i met him in like 11 in 2011 no i met him earlier than that. like 2010 i met him But since then, he's been doing all my stuff and he does his own, you know, writing and audio dramas as well.
0: So how do you meet your deadlines? Do you set certain dates that certain things need to get done or is it when it gets done, it gets done? I
1: try and meet deadlines. I try and keep at least I break it down for the the animatic animation should be done within two months of the episode. Um, I've been pretty good. I've been able to get like animatic for an episode done in like a month and a half. Because that's actually kind of easy for me to do, since I'm just doing rough animation to the audio track. I make a single audio track of all the voiceover without editing, just so I can animate to that. So about a month and a half, I want to get the animatic done, and then two to three months to do cleanup animation. It depends, you know, because I do a full-time job and other commitments that I have to deal, deal with. And sometimes my body just needs to crash <laughs> Trying to do the cleanup animation over over everything, um, but I, I like to try and aim for three to four months for an episode production. You know, depending on circumstances in life and and all that stuff. And like once I have the animatic done, then I'll set deadlines for the sound design and the the sound effects to be added. You know, again, since everyone's helping me on their own whim and no one's getting paid, it's I tend to be as flexible as possible to their you know time constraints
0: we mentioned this a little bit before but how is it for you to adjust from a written book to an animation
1: it's so much harder than i thought it was gonna be like i have so much more respect for directors converting books to movies because you just can't fit everything and it just doesn't work it doesn't work the same way as a book works it's like you have to think completely different like in the first episode i didn't say anyone's names because I'm so I didn't write it that way because I'm just so used to be like, okay, so and so said this, and here's the descriptions and whatnot, saying who it is. And I did this whole like paragraph explaining the person, their characteristics. It just didn't occur to me. And like when I was done with it, I was like, I did not have any of these people say their Wow, okay, that's a thing. You also you have to condense things and you have to think what works in book might not work in animation, and vice versa. Um, I've gotten a better hold on a better hang on it now than I did when I started, but um, when I started it was very, very different. Very, very different. Now it's it's easier for me, but so much more respect for people who have to make screenplays based off novels. It's, you have to think completely differently.
0: And then what's next for Shattered Heaven?
1: Well, I'm working on cleanup for the final episode. Um, I debuted the rough version of the OVA cut at Liberty City Anime, which was an, which was an hour long um went well because it, it's better this whole thing is best viewed together it's split into it's probably gonna be the whole series is probably gonna be split to three acts i think you know the first act is ending soon with episode six but it's it's just i've realized it all works better if the entire act is done together because then you can see the progression and not have to wait because it's hard when you release a 10 minute episode or something like that and then it ends and you have to wait like four months for like the next installment to come um, so right now it's finishing the final episode's cleanup and get that out hopefully soon. And I'm working on a, something different to just take a break right now. I'm working on a, a trailer AMV sort of thing for the entire book um, that'll probably be out once this, the final episode's out of the act. And then after that, um, it's, the series itself will go on a brief hiatus because I have to go work on my friend's web series, Dragon Star, like Kira Buckland. She plays Amy in Shattered Heaven and working with her and Kerbifer on this. So once Shattered Heaven's episode six is out, I'm switching animation to Dragon Star for a bit to take a break from animating Mecha. And like, I'm still going to be working and prepping for act two, but I'm going to just take a break and just be like, all right, cool. I got the first act season done and take a break. Um, I'm also editing the third novel, Hopefully want to have that out by 2016. So that's currently what's going on with Shattered Heaven.
0: Now, you also worked on other projects outside of Shattered Heaven, beyond what you mentioned. Mm -hmm. One of them is Follow My Ruin.
1: Oh, Follow My Ruin. (laughs) Uh, That's a funny story. Uh, Yes, Follow My Ruin was an audio drama written between me and my ex. (laughs) That was interesting. Clearly, nothing is going on with "Follow My Ruin" at the moment, which is very sad because I really liked the story and the idea of it. It was it, it followed a female protagonist and dealing with kind of like a post-apocalyptic world sort of thing, and it was a really good story. Ah, I might revisit it and just name it something different and completely reformat it. But yeah, that was a thing that uh, me and my ex wrote together. And came up with the idea. We did two episodes of the audio drama, and then that just kinda X's. <laughs> Those are things. As a voice actor, I was also working, I was also on uh this audio drama, Dreamcatcher. Really, really well done production. Oh my gosh. By a good friend uh Catherine Renella. She wants to do a second season. We have some of the scripts for the second season. It's been a few years, but she's got a lot of stuff going on, so hopefully that gets back on track, because I miss voice acting that character. It's a lot of fun in Dreamcatcher. But the other project that I have that I'm working on right now is an indie video game that I'm voice directing, provided it gets funded. It's got 14 days left, and it's like nowhere near 10% of the the budget. It's called Crossfate. It's an indie uh, mecha real-time strategy visual novel sort of game. It's got fourteen days left on Kickstarter. It looks really promising. I know they're trying to get a demo out in a few days for, for the game so people can see how it actually plays. That was fantastic. That was the first real voice directing job I've done. And it was just I only got to do it for the for the trailer for the Kickstarter where I got to work with like people like Mike Pollock and Bryn April. Jesse Nowak and I know this on the person. I just don't want to say their name wrong. So as I'm cheating on my Twitter. Ah, Daniel J. Edwards. A lot of really talented people, and it was a lot of fun to to work on. And like I said, it's got 14 days left to make a ninety thousand dollar goal. <laughs> it's at twenty five hundred. So hopefully, barring a miracle, maybe when the demo comes out, it'll get a, a bigger push. Production going on that because I would love to, I would love to see that game get made. And I would love to be involved in the voice direction and having to cast more people and so much fun that could turn out to be. And then, as I mentioned, um, and I'm working on Dragon Star as well as another web series. It's only going to be three episodes, though. I'm pretty sure that's all I'm working on that I can think of.
0: Now, you also wrote another book, which is Getting Started with Adobe Story. Uh,
1: Yeah, that was a funny one that came out of nowhere. Like Adobe Story is a script writing program that I got free with CS with Adobe CS5, and I liked it so much because it had it's it's a great program because it it does auto script formatting for you, so you don't have to worry about editing, and it just it's just there. It gives you a bunch of different templates that you can choose uh, if you're going to write a um, a film script, a TV script, a commercial script, or just anything else, or just regular documents. And I remember I liked it so much, I wrote a review on it, like on my personal blog, and a publishing company came across that and emailed me asking if I'd write a book on getting started with it. And I was like, oh, sure. I'll take a publishing job for that. And so that was, that was interesting. It was was the first time I ever wrote like a, a getting started technical sort of book, trying to explain how to use a word processing program. There's only so many ways you can explain how something works, but you know, it worked pretty well. And then Adobe, I think, upgraded and added stuff to the program that, so the book's not really super relevant anymore where it, like, touches upon the basics of Adobe Story. But, yeah, so I've been published traditionally and, you know, independently on my own. Um, writing is probably still my biggest passion over animation. It's just been a while. I kind of go in, in moods where for a while I'm going to focus on one thing and then I'll switch to something else. And So right now it's currently animation still.
0: On your website, um, speaking about the book you wrote with Adobe, you also provide certain articles about how to write a novel and a little bit about the, the industry. Is that fact. part of your yeah. mission to kind of help express? and? Yeah,
1: it kind of, I, feel, see, now I feel bad because I haven't written anything new lately. It's been a while. I got so involved in the animation. But yeah, it's like I always wanted to write how I got through things or how I how I learned how to do things. Cause I, especially, namely with animation. Um, I see a lot of people that try and make animated series or want to make an animation or i'll come across someone like voice acting websites looking to audition for people and it's like you're doing it wrong and you're you're rushing and you're hurting yourself before you go anywhere so it's like the whole what i wanted to do was i wanted to start writing out how to do it in the proper ways at least from my experience on how to how to get into it i really should get back to writing those but so it, i know it helps some people and that kind of led to me doing panels at some conventions every now and then about this topic you know i did one at liberty city anime con and that went really well i was surprised at how well that went and how many people actually want to learn about making an animated web series it's intense Uh, but always trying to push out any knowledge or that i've gained from my experiences in doing things i kind of want to get that out there if it can help anyone
0: and finally before we get into promos do you have any advice for people who want to get into writing and who want to go out and, you know, create their own anime series and voice acting and really be part of this industry.
1: Just do it. Um, I can't say that without thinking of that stupid Shia meme. But yeah, basically just do it. Like if you want to do something, don't be deterred. Like if you don't think you have enough experience or schooling, who cares? Learn and be open to learning from people who know more than you but try it. Throw a paint at the wall, see what sticks. Get classes, especially if you want to do voiceover, take classes if you want to do it seriously. Join some voiceover like, forums online like Voice Acting Alliance or Voice Acting Club. Get involved in the communities, but take classes if you can afford them. Or if you're in school, take theater classes if acting's a passion. Def- and especially with writing and just with really anything. It's just always be open to learning and don't think you know everything because the minute you think you know everything, the minute is the minute you're going to fail. If you want to write, just write. That's the best experience. That's the best advice I can give to anyone wanting to write: is just throw their thoughts down and just write it out. Uh, A lot of it comes to you, and a lot of it will flow out. But when you want to go somewhere with it, again, take classes, look up blogs or any any websites that explain the process of writing, especially when it comes to publishing and what people are looking for. Um, Definitely be aware of grammar and know the rules as much as you can so when it comes from a technical editing experience take as get as much learning as you can but don't worry but don't let it stifle your passion and the story the story comes first you can always edit and clean up the grammar and technical aspects later and always have other people read it cuz you're always going to be too close to your own story so you're you you're going to miss things that might not work cuz in your head they're going to work but to someone else it's not so, always have other people read your work. As far as animation goes, be aware that it's a task. It's extremely time consuming. Don't, like, I've seen people with that say, I'm going to make an animation anime series and we're going to be on Toonami and we're going to throw this to, like, TV Tokyo and whatnot. And we're going to have 25 episodes and three OVA. It's like, wow, you haven't even started yet. It's like, don't make overzealous promises before you've even started. Just, Test the waters. Make sure you have the story written out and you know where things are going to go. Look for free programs or just get a, get Flash. It's like $20 a month for Creative Cloud and just mess with that. Flash is a good way to learn, to get started. Not the best animation program, but it's the easiest to jump into, I think. And learn from other people and practice and just have fun with it. I think it goes for everything. If you're If you're having fun with it, it should be easy. If it's a chore, don't do it. You're not meant to do it. That's the best advice I can give while rambling.
0: So do you have anything that you'd like to promote? CrossFate. Let's get it funded. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely CrossFate. Uh, it's, like I said, it's got 14 days left on Kickstarter. It looks really good. It's got a lot of potential. It's uh, You can go to their website. It's cross-fate.com, and that'll give you information on the game and the characters and like a link to the Kickstarter and and all that stuff. And it's got 14 days left to go, and they're looking to get a demo out soon, hopefully. Um, Naturally, plugging Shattered Heaven is awesome because that's fun, and I do that, and that's a thing. Uh, The first five episodes are on my YouTube. It's Azure Pro Studios. That's it. Hello. Um, So it's YouTube.com slash user slash Azure Pro Studios. That's a thing. So that's fun. So if you like Mecha and animation is definitely Gundam inspired from the animation and a lot of the fight scenes and whatnot. Um, Dragon Star when that's coming out. Um, anything else I've mentioned, Elysium Project, because that's my sound designer right there, and that's a fun thing to go listen to. Y2K, because Brittany Lauda has been a fantastic friend, and that's a game to definitely look out for. And she did a great job directing it, and a lot of talented people involved in that game. So you could go find Y2K. K and I know they're on Twitter, and I know it's all over the place. It's definitely going to be a fantastic RPG game that comes out.
0: Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Remember to subscribe to my podcast so it finds you. And while you wait for next week's episode, please check out popanimecomics.com for anime, comics, and pop culture articles. Till next week, have a great week, everybody.